welcome to LA Sky Presents Wine and Read. You guessed it, you guys. I am LA Sky. I am the hostess, and I'm also the author of the Today series. And this podcast is going to be me candidly reading to you this series with a glass of wine or maybe the whole bottle because this book is that hot, that sexy, that suspenseful, and you just go need it. So let's dive right in, go get your bottle, and let's turn it in. Welcome back to another episode, you guys, of Wine and Read. So today I'm going to be reading chapter 17. And you already know, if you are interested in this book series, you can find it on Amazon.com. When you guys type it in, let me just say this, if you type in, if you just go straight to Amazon, do Tomorrow by LA Sky, okay? Um, Or you could go to my website at la-sky.com and I have all the links there for you easy peasy the podcast is there Amazon is there uh, the books you can purchase is there coming soon is the candles you're going to be purchasing um, from there as well for the today's series um, so also you guys all three books this series is a complete series is available as a ebook as well as paperback and tomorrow is free for your Kindle Unlimited. All right. Yes. Cause everybody love free. Um, so we're going to just dive right on in. Ooh, y'all this chapter here, I was flipping. I'm telling y'all mm, it's a lot of pages, but we got this. We got this. So we, we getting there. Come on, girl. You got it. All right. Chapter 17. <laughs> Olivia. Today is moving day and David insists that I take his truck so I have enough space to move all of my things in. He's at work but he paid for a cleaning crew but he paid for a cleaning and moving crew to come by after I grab what I'm taking with me. He is making sure I am moved out by the end of the night. I pull up in front of my soon-to-be no longer home. Jamie and Maya are already inside. Trisha said that she might stop by this afternoon because she wants some things, but Boston is running a fever. So of course, taking care of him is more important. I tell her I'll video chat with her and let her pick out some things. So you're getting rid of everything, Olivia? Maya glances over at me. Everything except my clothes, shoes, and personal items. I don't need the furniture because his house is fully furnished. Okay, so let's talk about how we're going to put an end to all of these shenanigans. Maya gets right down to business. I say let's kidnap them. And we can use my family's cabin. No one has been there for years. I think that'd be the perfect location, Jamie says. Kidnapping? I can't believe that we are actually talking about this, but something has to be done. Yeah, but how are we going to get them there, Maya asks. We can drug them? I can get a hold of some powerful shit that'll have them out for hours, I say while pulling the dishes out of the cabinets and boxing them to put in a donation truck. All right, so once we get them there, then what? Jamie asks. Shit. We interrogate their asses till they're black and blue. Literally, Maya blurts out. Okay, this sounds like a plan. We just have to figure out the logistics of it all and a date. Jamie is helping fold clothes, placing them inside the boxes. Well, I took the entire week off, so I'm free, I tell them. Jamie, I'm going to play ill, so go along with it if Brandon says something about me calling off for a few days, Maya says. 
She works at the pharmacy that Brandon manages. Look, I'm on it. Don't worry about Brandon. So are we like going to be doing shifts or something so that they don't try to run off? Jamie asks. We gonna have to, but there needs to be two of us there at a time. What if we get Trisha involved? Maya looks at us both. Absolutely not. She has kids, Maya. Plus, she never even came to mind when we decided to do this. I start thinking, I'll just have to tell David that I picked up some third shifts or something until we get this shift, until we get this shit taken care of. We continue packing. I sell all of my furniture to some neighbors. David was right. I made some good money. By the time we are all done packing, the sun is setting. It feels good outside. The breeze is perfect and the sky is shaded with the most vibrant colors of orange and red streaks. It is a beautiful sight and I catch a quick glimpse of hope. I drive off and don't look back. (laughs) Y'all, real quick, can you imagine like sitting plotting to kidnap somebody with your friends? Like, okay, this is what we're going to (laughs) do. We're going to put them in the cabin. We're going to be on shifts. Like, that's crazy. But hey, man, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, you know. Oh, don't do it. But, you know, hey, this is a, this is fiction. You know, it's fun. That's why it's enjoyable, right? Anyway, <laughs> welcome home, baby. David meets me outside and kisses me on the cheek. He grabs boxes out of the truck and takes them in the house. I am trying to act as normal as I can. If I was the natural born killing type, I wouldn't even be worrying about the plan that we came up with. If this shit fails, we could all end up in prison, and that is not an option. I don't want to have to kill Sylvester or Dante, but if I have to, I will. I will do whatever it takes to protect myself and my family. I grab a box, the smallest one from the back, and carry it upstairs to the closet. He has the entire closet reorganized. His closet is way more spacious and luxurious than mine. I still have a wall entirely for my shoes and two walls with top and bottom racks for my clothes. I don't have enough clothes to fill this space. David walks into the bedroom. What you think? I had Gail move all of my things to one side and gave you the other half. Gail is his housekeeper. She only works three days out of the week. She cleans the entire house from top to bottom. She even does all the grocery shopping, but I could take over that task. I actually like going to the grocery store. He does his he does his own laundry and cooks his own meals, which I know she appreciates. I prefer that he keep Gail around because there is no way in hell I'm going to be able to clean up all of this house by myself. I mean, it's a lot of space. I don't have that much stuff. I look over at him. I thought I did. You will, I promise. He walks into the closet and leans up against the door with his arms folded over his chest. He looks so handsome standing here in his basketball shorts and t-shirt. What's your schedule looking like for the next couple of weeks? Here goes line number one. I'm working a few third shifts this week, and I'm more than likely going to be on call as well. Why? What's up? Nothing's up. Just trying to have a conversation with my woman. He frowns, but continues to talk. I found Sylvester. What? (laughs) What? Where is he? I sit down on the closet floor and put my clothes on hangers. The Emerson Suites. I want to make sure that you are safe when you're out of the house. So I'm going to have Derek take you back and forth to work until we could get this shit situated. I don't want no one to be able to walk up to you and ask you shit. 
here he goes, being all serious again. Baby, I don't need Derek driving me to work. I can manage that myself. I mean it because that would just make everything even more complicated. How are we supposed to be planning a kidnapping when now I have my own personal driver that'll be in the way? I look up at him and shyly bat my lashes, hoping that will work. Liv, I'm sorry, but we've already discussed this. Batting your lashes is not going to work on me, especially not when it comes to your safety. So Derek will be taking you to work, and that's it. He walks towards me, bending down for a kiss. I meet him halfway. He helps me up from the floor. Are you hungry? We can order some Chinese. He gives me a boyish grin. I am, but who delivers all the way out here in the boonies? I can't help but laugh. He lives in the country. It literally takes me like 45 minutes to an hour to get to work now compared to my previous 20-minute commute. His office is down the road, so I can see why he likes the area. They deliver out here, smart ass, he says, grabbing me by the waist, pulling me in close for a tight hug. I wrap my arms around his waist, lay my head on his chest, and close my eyes. This love is so natural. It has never been forced, and I think that is why I love him the way I do. This man is my rock. He shows me every day that he will do whatever he has to to make sure that I am safe. And I will do the same for him. As I'm standing here, I start taking deeper breaths because I love to breathe him in. It does something to my being. It gives me life. His scent is just mesmerizing. It's soft with an edge of strength that has me drifting away every time I get close to him. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with this man. Then, out of nowhere, reality sets back in. I can't help but feel a tug in my stomach. It's the feeling of fear creeping its way back in my mind. He must have sensed my sudden change of emotion because he raised both of his hands to my shoulders and leaned back enough to get a good look at my face. What's the matter, Liv? He asked. I love it when he calls me that. I know the depth of his love for me because he doesn't hold it back. He isn't ashamed to express how he feels about me in front of anyone. I can't help but respect and love that kind of honesty and devotion. Most men will wait and risk losing the love of their life because they are too worried about what society may think, or maybe they worry about how weak they might look in front of their peers. But David isn't your ordinary man. He knows what he wants, and he makes shit happen. He doesn't hold back or beat around the bush. When he proposed to me... I was in a bit of shock because that isn't what normal people do, but the reality is it happens and it actually happens all the time. David has made me a firm believer in living life to the fullest and taking chances that I used to run away from. Nothing's the matter. I just love you. That's all. I really do. That isn't a lie. I just don't want him to know the depths of my fears. He stares into my eyes with those damning eyes of his, like he is searching for some other explanation deep down in my core, but he isn't going to find it. I feel like a horrible person inside because I didn't start lying to this man, and I'm planning to do something that he totally would be against. If he knew our plan, he would have me locked in this house with no way out and would eliminate Sylvester and Dante on his own. I love you more, baby. Come downstairs and let's pick out a movie and order dinner. He kisses me on the tip of my nose and I follow him. The doorbell rings and David meets the delivery boy at the door. 
He walks into the living room and puts the bags on the large wooden table. This room is spacious and cozy. The couch can seat at least 10 people, and if they wanted to, they could all lie down and fall asleep. A large flat screen is positioned over the fireplace. We finally agree on the movie to watch, The Punisher. He likes that I enjoy watching good action films. We also agree that we will have movie night every night together. Tomorrow be Tomorrow we will be watching Norbit. My choice. He turns the TV on and we sit on the couch watching the movie and eat our food in silence. All I can think about is my revenge compared to Frank's in the movie. I mean, this man lost his entire family in one day and even witnessed his wife and child being run over. Now, that is a good reason for revenge. Me, on the other hand, I just had this annoying-ass ex that possibly has some proof that I shot and killed a man in self-defense. But it's funny how people like to feel like they have some sort of control over someone's life. The more and more I sit and watch this movie, and I think about what I'm going through, I feel more and more pissed and ready to take another life. I'm completely overwhelmed, and I have this incredible man beside me, and I am finally ready to wrap myself in this love and adoration blanket that David has for me. I hear my phone ringing, and I get up and head into the kitchen where I left my purse. Hello? I answer. Olivia! Maya shouts through the phone. The police just found Dante's body in his house. Who in the hell would want to kill him? She pauses. My head leaps and my hand leaps to my heart. I feel like the wind has just been knocked out of me. I am in shock. Who else would want him dead? I didn't want to kill him. Just scared the living shit out of him a little. But not actually kill him unless I had to. This is crazy. I don't know. What about Sylvester? He was supposedly representing him, remember? I'm hoping that I will receive a call stating that his body has been found next. Exactly. Dante wasn't into any illegal stuff, but who knows who else he could have pissed off. I hear a sigh on the other end. I know she has to be hurting. They were together for six years, and you just can't erase that. Well, at least we don't have to worry about him. Now, we need to find Sylvester and find out what the hell is going on with your situation. Maya, are you okay? I mean... You just found out that your ex was found dead, I say. Olivia, I did not kill him, if that is what you're wondering. I have been with Amir all evening. Plus, I was with your ass earlier today helping you pack. Look, I shed a few tears, but not too many. But not many. I can't just forget that he was trying to blackmail us and lied about me running over his foot. I'm sorry. If I don't sound heartbroken, I mean, I am in a state of shock because he didn't deserve to die, but I also don't feel much remorse. Does that sound bad? She asks. No, not really. I get it. So before I could say another word, David is in the kitchen looking at me with questioning eyes. I put the phone down and whispered that Dante was just found dead. He whispers back, I know. How could he know already? I just found out. Maya, I'll call you back tomorrow. I love you. I love you too, sis. We both hang up. I pull out the stool sitting next to me at the counter and take a seat. So, how do you know already? I ask. 
I just got a call from one of my men seconds after you left out of the living room. Remember I had him being watched? Now do you see why I want you escorted to work? Here we go. Yeah, I see. I roll my eyes. He chuckles in his throat and puts his hand around the back of my neck and gently massages it. He is skilled at relaxing me. If you would just listen to me, baby, you would start to see that I know what I be talking about. He bends down to kiss my cheek. Come on, let's finish the movie and get to our nighttime activities. He's wearing a huge grin on his face. We are lying in bed, both out of breath from the activities mentioned earlier. I roll over on my side and lay my leg across his while slowly stroking his chest. He starts to rub his hand through my hair. This is something he enjoys doing. He grabs a single curl and winds it around his finger over and over. How often do you want to get married? How often? How soon do you want to get married? I ask him. As soon as you will allow me to, I guess. I told you I don't want to pressure you, he whispers back. I can feel his heartbeat pick up a little more speed because I know this is something he wants now. Well, how about we just go downtown and do it, I suggest. Live. as much as I would love to marry you tomorrow, I know that isn't what you want. You need to have your family and friends there with you. You deserve a big, beautiful wedding. But I don't need to have a big wedding. As long as I'm with you, that's all that matters right now. And I don't want to wait another minute, David. After this mess that happened with Dante, I don't want to waste another minute of my life not doing what makes me happy. And you make me happy. I rise up to look in his eyes, now damn near lying on top of him, so that he cannot mistake the love and desire I have for him. So, don't worry about all of that other stuff. My family would be right there with me, supporting us, I reassure him. I feel his heart becoming steady, and his chest starts to relax. Are you sure, Olivia? I mean, what about a dress? Don't women have to have a glamorous dress, he asks. I can find something that's wedding appropriate in no time. So what do you say? Do you want to get married tomorrow? I can't hold back my happiness. Hell yeah. He pulls me onto his chest, brushing the back of his hand along my jawbone. I love you, Olivia. You know that, right? I do. I lean down and kiss him slowly because I want to treasure this moment forever. I'll call my girls bright and early in the morning to see if they are free to help me dress shop because we need to be at the courthouse at 2 o'clock. I knew Jamie would be available because this is right up her alley and Maya and Trish both say they are in. My mom, on the other hand, doesn't understand the urgency since we just told them about the engagement days ago. Plus, she is down in the dumps about what happened to Dante. I explain to her that life is just too short and I don't want to waste another minute holding back and not taking chances. She slowly comes around and agrees to meet us at the mall. We meet in this bridal shop that carries mostly vintage gowns. My mom can't stop crying. Olivia, honey, this is really happening, huh? She asks. Yeah, mom, it is. I reach over and give her a hug. We love each other. I can see that. I watched the way he looked at you the other day. He couldn't keep that grin off his face every time he looked your way. She smiles and takes a deep breath. My baby is getting married. She takes a tissue from her purse and wipes her eyes. You know your dad is surprisingly okay with all of this. He likes David. 
I see that. He texted him last night to see if he could come over and use the shooting range. I tell her through laughter. Oh, Lord, that man is a mess. She starts to laugh with me. Hey, Miss Spencer. Jamie walks in along with Trisha and Maya. I'm excited. She gives me a mama hug. This type of stuff doesn't happen every day. So I brought my camera for memories. Jamie pulls out her camera, begins adjusting the focus, and starts taking a few candid shots. She is also an aspiring photographer when she wants to be. Oh, Maya, how are you doing? Mom gives Maya a hug. I'm okay, Mom. Maya starts laughing. Pull it together. We complete our circle of hugs and start our mission to find a dress. I spot this ivory vintage A-line gown with mid-length sleeves. Lord. With mid-length streets. Why do I keep saying damn streams? With mid-length sleeves. Okay. This is it. This is my dress. It's perfect. Not the typical bridal gown, but something you could picture Dorothy Dandruff wearing. We get back to the house and they all come inside to help me get ready. Jamie, of course, is doing my hair and makeup. She knows how much David loves my natural curls, so she does her thing again. She puts my makeup on lightly with a nude lipstick. I wear ivory heels with a pair of diamond studs. David is getting ready at my parents' house with the guys. Trisha's husband, Charles, and Brandon are also there with Amir. Change of plans, guys. Maya walks into the room. What do you mean, change of plans? I stop putting on my shoe and quickly turn to look at Maya. Calm down, Bridezilla. She rolls her eyes. We are not going to the courthouse because you are getting married at mom and dad's, she yells. And we girls bought matching bridesmaid dresses while you were shopping. And she points her finger at me. Don't worry about the guys. They have been hooked up as well. We got this, sis. You're going to have your wedding, and it's going to be beautiful. Aww, all the girls say at the same time. This is so damn romantic, Olivia. You guys make me want to start practicing this whole YOLO motto. Shit, I might as well just elope. Marry Brandon and get it over with. I know he will love that, Jamie says while she puts on her makeup. I mean, why not, Trish says. If it's meant to be, it'll be. If not, at least you can say you tried. She shrugs her shoulders. That's true. And this woman right here, I point to myself, is taking chances with the man she loves. That's right. Olivia is taking chances. Watch out, world. Jamie starts taking pictures of all of us together and separately. Gail came in to work today, but as soon as she walks in, I tell her that she has the day off and will be attending our wedding this is one of the happiest days of my life. All right, y'all. So, as y'all see, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> they are getting married. I'm so hyped. So, y'all already know this next chapter was about to go down. Um, definitely not going to read it today. So, you guys make sure you stay tuned for the next episode where I will be reading chapter 18. Okay, because they get married and I just love them. So you guys, until next time, stay safe and stay blessed. <laughs>